Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to day 60. I'm sitting here, actually, I'm standing here thinking uh, about the journey that we've been on. And here we are at day 60. We're finishing up this marathon of 62 days. What started out to be a two month journey through some podcasts is stretched into four months. But uh, nonetheless, it's been a great time and a great journey. Uh, thank you for those of you that have been coming on and, and walking together with me as we discover these truths. Uh, I have to tell you that it's actually been a huge growth experience for me. Even though these are things that I teach all the time, uh, I have just gone deeper and deeper into the Word and established myself even further as a son of God. So we're in day 60. Uh, our truth is, I have passed from death to life. Our text is found in John chapter 5, verse 24. He that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Um, we see and we know as a a part of a scripture and as part of our spiritual uh, reality that we have, we're born into the world in a fallen nature, in an Adamic nature. We take on that transgression uh, that, uh, that Adam, that caused Adam to fall and become separated from God. And the Bible says uh, that is death in sin. It's being dead in sin. Uh, but then we also see the glory of the scriptures uh, the glory of the work of God uh, with mankind, and that is there is a redeemed Christ state which uh, makes us alive in God. And, of course, Paul shared this with the Ephesian church. In chapter 2, verse 1, he said, And you he made alive when you were dead by your trespasses and sins. In verse 5, he goes on a few verses later, and he says, even when we were dead by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. And he gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him. Wow. Uh, the one thing that I appreciate the most about the word of God is that, yes, it presents, uh, it presents a reality that... Uh, in itself could be rather depressing. And uh, it, it kind of gives insight into what it would be like to live under the law, the old covenant law, whereby we realize that God has this standard for us to live by, but yet we cannot achieve it uh, in ourselves. And even when we go through all the motions that, and provisions that he put in it to be deemed righteous, it's still such a difficult thing. But then we see in the fullness of time that Jesus came, my goodness, uh, took it upon himself, uh, destroyed the sin of the world, destroyed the works of the evil one, so that those that would receive him by faith could walk in this newness, this resurrection life. And that's, that's what I'm going to give to you here over the next couple of minutes. And I'm going to be looking it into Colossians chapter 1, verse 5 uh, through 14. And I'm not going to read it directly, but I'm going to uh, kind of rapid fire a few things off at you that pertain to the truth of the gospel. 
in the truth of the gospel here, what Paul was sharing to the Colossians, it, it is the means by which we make this transition from death to life. And it's also worded uh, as from darkness into light. You'll see that correlation all throughout Scripture. From death to life, from darkness to light. You know, the Scripture says we've been translated. We've been brought out. Uh, that's God's one-step plan. Out of darkness and into light. So there in verse 5, it's, uh, I want to just go straight to that point there where it talks about the truth of the gospel. And what happens when the truth of the gospel comes to us and is received by us? Uh, number one, it begins to produce the fruit of the Spirit. That's verse 4 and verse 5. It talks about faith, hope, and love. Uh, that we, When we receive that truth of the gospel and we're born again, it automatically begins to start working in our heart uh, and shaping our character. It produces the fruit of the Spirit, uh, the day that we heard it and received it. Uh, the second thing it, that happens is we begin to experience God's grace. Uh, and of course, that's not one initial thing that happens. It does happen initially when we're born again, but it's a continual flow of God's ability working in us to empower us to do what we can't do in ourselves. It's his favor, yes, it, but it's also his ability that works in us, and we can multiply that as well as our faith. There are many, many scriptures that talk about God's grace. Acts 20, 24, God's grace empowered Paul to be steadfast and unmovable in the face of persecutions. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 1, 4, Paul thanked God for the grace that he had given to the Corinthian church. In, in chapter 15, verse 10, he says, I am what I am by the grace of God, and so are you if you're walking with him. Um, Galatians 2, 21 says Paul didn't consider God's grace uh, to be of minimum importance. Actually not, actually quite the opposite. It's of utmost importance. He also told the Ephesians in chapter 3 that uh, it was the thing that empowered him to become a minister of the gospel. And then Titus says that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And hopefully it's appeared to you. If it hasn't yet, it's appearing to you today. You can make a decision to follow God today. So the truth of the gospel also fills us with the knowledge of God's will. You know, a lot of people, they don't know God's will, so therefore they can't do God's will. But it, out of the truth of the word, we find, we start to discover. Paul told the Ephesian church that God made his will known through his word. This truth, this Bible, this gospel has uh, declared and shown the general will of God. And when we begin to grasp that and align ourselves and follow through with it, we will begin to see more specifically for our own life. Um, and then Hebrews goes on to talk about being equipped, being empowered and equipped to carry out God's will. Uh, you're going to need the truth of the gospel to be able to do that. Uh, the truth of the gospel also gives us access to wisdom and spiritual understanding. Paul prayed for the Ephesian church when he, he um he prayed for them and that they would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, that the eyes of their understanding 
would be enlightened, that they would know the hope of their calling. My goodness. Uh, and then just goes on to, uh, to talk about all these uh, supernatural endowments that come as a way of the spirit of wisdom and revelation, but all of that works through the word of God. Um, also, when the truth of the gospel comes, we'll conduct ourselves worthy of the Lord. That's found in verse 10, living worthy, living your life worthy of God. Also in verse 10, it talks about being fruitful in good works and how we are God's workmanship. And the word of God perfects us and equips us for good works. It goes on in verse 11 to declare about being strengthened with might. There's a place uh, in God where we can receive uh, from the spirit of might. We can receive strength and power. Uh, verse 6, uh, Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's uh, uh, one of our portions, part of our inheritance today. Verse 12 talks about the inheritance and partaking of those things, uh, that we've been born again into an inheritance, uh, First Peter tells us, an incorruptible, undefiled, one that is, does not fade away, and how that's been reserved in heaven for us. You have a spiritual inheritance. And then uh, verse 13 says that we've been delivered from darkness and translated into Christ's kingdom. My goodness, we are the royal priesthood <laughs> that Peter talked about in Second uh, Peter 1, 9. Called out of darkness hmm, and into light, that we should show forth the praises of him. And then finally in verse 14, we're redeemed through his blood and been forgiven of our sins. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Ephesians 1.7, we have redemption and forgiveness of sins through the blood of Jesus and the riches of his grace. My friends, what a great inheritance we have as the people of God. This is your portion. Uh, I want to encourage you today. Make it a regular part of your daily life to dig into the truth of the gospel, to work in there, study, uh, grow, uh, change your mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind with his word. Uh, and you're going to see incredible things happen in your life. And you're going to come into a reality, a kingdom reality, and discover who you are so that you can do the things that God calls you to do. You are supernatural. <laughs> Amen. Have a great week. Be blessed. And we'll get together on day 61.